This is Portland Radio Project. I am Veronica Bezesti, and I am delighted to be here with you today for this local artist drop-in session because this particular drop-in session is so much more, which makes it very, very special. Today's dialogue is a testament to the resiliency of our Portland community and how creating art does truly expand possibilities. And it all started with America's favorite dessert, pie. What do you know? My first guest is a longtime PRP friend, Stephanie Scalza. You may know her as Strange and the Familiars. Hey, Steph. Oh, hey, Veronica. Good to be back. Mm, Love having you here. Animator and artist Crystal Kralian. Hey, Crystal. I am glad you're here with us today. Hey. And joining us from fame is Director of Community Engagement Programs, Rob Smith. Thanks for joining, Rob. Thanks for having me and having us. Love it. Let me set the stage here a bit for our PRP listeners so they can see how this circle began. In March of 2020, Portland Radio Project set up our video sessions platform in response to the pandemic and as a way to continue to support our local music community. Since we couldn't see our favorite bands in person, we knew video was the next best thing, right? Fast forward and one of my personal local faves, Strange and the Familiars, submit a video for a song called Pie. Let me tell you, let me tell you, this video blew me away. This stop motion animated video was created by Stephanie and Crystal, who are connected with each other through fame, one of the nation's only performing arts academies for adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities, which brings us to today. I'm excited to dive into how Stephanie and Crystal found each other and managed to make amazing art in the midst of a pandemic and the work that fame is doing to empower individuals through arts education and performance. So I thought we could start things off with a little music, a little pie perhaps. We'll dive into the video, the art, everything after we hear this magical little ditty. Stephanie, give us some background on this tune. I wrote this tune when I was working on The Candy Bus outside of House of Vintage on Hawthorne. And uh, it was a school bus that was an antique mobile candy store or old-fashioned candy store. And there were antique desks inside and old-fashioned candy. And I spent my summer doing that and it was magical. And I'd bring my guitar. And this was one of the, uh, this was the main creation from that summer, just having such a good time. Wow. All right. Well, this is Strange in the Familiars with Pi on Portland Radio Project. You said, keep on keeping on, baby. You said, keep on keeping on, my friend. You said, keep on keeping on, darling. We'll get there in the end. Oh, it will come sooner or later, yeah. Oh, it will come sooner than later, yeah. Life is sweeter than candy, yeah Life is finer than the finest wine, oh yeah Life is a bowl full of cherries Life is sweeter than pie And pie's pretty hard to beat 
so keep on keeping on baby yeah. just keep on keeping on my friend oh yeah keep on keeping on darling we'll get there in the end oh it will come sooner or later yeah is sweeter than pie and pie's pretty hard to beat I think we all know that pie's pretty damn hard to beat the familiars on PRP. Stephanie, tell us a little bit about your work with Fame and how you met and connected with Crystal. I knew that I wanted to work in the IDD community and I'd done some in-home care work for a while and that um, kind of chewed me up and spit me right back out. It was um, really, really emotionally draining. And when I was doing that, right about in the middle of it, I reached out to Matthew Gailey. Um, I had a friend who went to fame, and actually, my, the cafe that I managed for years was right down the street, so I had been seeing fame folks for years and not knowing it. He gave me an interview. I started teaching the term before quarantine, wow. and it, it was a class that Matthew gave me, and he was like, you know, we, th- we throw you in, we're going to have somebody there for the first class. I just felt like very much this was just the right amount was one one class and mm-hmm. figuring out how to do this. And then quarantine hit and Matthew reached out and asked us to come up with classes that we could do online. I came up with a couple of fun things and one was called Instagram cartoons, which was something I do occasionally where I make little paper puppets and I make videos out of them. It's my favorite part of my social media day. Oh, it truly that's is. So sweet. That's, it's, it's such a fun, simple way of creating and getting getting things out. So I thought, you know, that's something everybody could do from home. And that was how I started in on the program that would become an animation program. Now you connected with Crystal because of that program. Yeah, it was like a simple animation course. And then one term I had a student come into class and she said, well, I heard you teach this class. So I decided to mess around with animation myself. And then she showed me things that were far, far advanced to what we were doing in the classroom. And so the program really grew based on that. We started doing legitimate stop motion and working with effects and things like that. Yeah, Crystal just surpassed me in every way and has been growing the program since then. It's wonderful. Wow. So Crystal, tell me about your experience with working on creating this video animation. 
So you're talking mainly about Stephanie's uh, pie sauce? Yeah, but actually, oh, I'm glad that you brought that up. Talk a little bit about your own history with that kind of video animation. Did you already have that in your wheelhouse or was that something that having to be a part of these quarantine classes, is that fair to say, kind of brought out in you? Yeah, I will say it started because I was uh, during classes at Fame. Um, and being in quarantine. And I wasn't thinking about doing animation until I took Stephanie's class. I took her class in the summer of 2020, and she was like, hey, let me give you five minutes, show you how to do the Instagram cartoon. And I did that one weekend, posted it, and then people were sending me like, hey, you should try this other stuff. And so the following weekends, I just tried it out and and busted out this stop motion stuff. <laughs> And, and show that to her. And, and I think that's where it really started the very first time of making a stop motion animation. Did she, as in Stephanie, play Pi for you? And then you started to create that artwork? How did you take what was the vision in your head, put it on paper and relate it to Pi? Yeah, she did have me listen to it. And we also met and talked about it. And we both kind of like threw out ideas of kind of what she was thinking along with me to come with my ideas. Like she would say, it was obviously about the pie and an apple and we were trying to discuss what kind of uh, characters would be, what kind of animal or insect. And then she was like, let's come with maybe a few different uh, hardships that happen. Yeah. Um, so it was during that time on my own where I would maybe sketch out ideas, think about it, show her what I have. And she would also have her ideas and we would just sort of like pick and choose and then we'd meet again and kind of like it kept building on a story to make a direction. So it was, I would say it was several weeks of coming with a story, but it was between both of us. And you guys did most of this over Zoom calls. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, all of it. Actually, we didn't meet until later on, I don't think. How many frames is it, Crystal? How many different stop motion frames is it? Do you know? No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) A ton. A ton. (laughs) It's so clever and creative and heartwarming. And that definitely comes across. As the worm idea started to come out, it was, oh, just so cute. And um, these these worms coming together and then losing each other. And it it was, like Crystal said, we spent weeks going kind of back and forth and mushing our ideas together. And where when it started to form up, it did that thing that art does sometimes where right in the middle of it, I was like, this is perfect. This is exactly what this song is about. Yeah. So it was beautiful. It was beautiful doing that. And I don't collaborate often with other artists like directly. So this was the first time I sat down with somebody and really just came up with an idea from scratch. And it was just smooth as butter. Love it. Rob, fame's been around for about 37 years. And and I, I love this is driven by the belief that art is for everyone. Can you talk about this organization, how it got started? And why arts education and performance are at the heart of the FAME community? Thank you for that question. FAME actually started basically by some moms who would try to create artistic opportunities for their family members in the summertime. The disability community activities in the summer are kind of hard to find. Sure. What what started to happen summer after summer is fame would put on 
these summer musicals. Yeah. And then people knew fame uh, for these amazing and extravagant uh, musicals. And so then over time, we added programming over the year. And so we started to then add kind of a multidisciplinary model to how we teach our classes to where, you know, we're, we're working with uh, teaching artists who are at the top of their field in Portland, allowing us to teach classes in musical theater and other forms of acting to songwriting from digital photography and uh, videography, poetry. Wow. Right, so we're like really using the arts to provide uh, these transformative and life-changing experiences in the art for this community who is often overlooked, mm -hmm. by the way. So, you know, this work is really sort of steeped in uh, cultivating new artists. How can people with or without disabilities get involved in fame? Well, there's all kind of ways. <laughs> Definitely for folks in the disabilities community, you know, we, we serve adults in the IDD, intellectual and developmental disabilities community. And you can always reach out to us on our website, famepdx.org. And we're always looking for volunteers, artists. Well, I will make sure to have links to your website on our blog post on our website, without a doubt, so that folks know how to get connected with fame and they can learn more about the mission and the core values of fame. It's an amazing organization. You should be really proud of the work that you are doing. And Stephanie, that's amazing that you're a part of it as well. Crystal, I hope that you created yourself some business cards because I got a funny feeling you might be in high demand here pretty soon with this animation on Strange in the Familiar's video. Based on Crystal's skills as an artist, we have hired her as a performing artist. Well. And we have actually done a couple presentations spotlighting her skills as an animator. We partner with the Portland Art Museum, for example. Crystal did an artist talk at the Portland Art Museum. What was that, Crystal? That was, wasn't that in January? Well, it had to do about the summer project we did, so it was after that sometime. Can you tell us about a little bit about that, Crystal? Basically, combining a few of the fame classes to make some projects at the end of summer, and we wanted to do an animation show, which was combining like the class for voice acting, uh, there's a storytelling slash poetic writing, and then uh, we were the line animation who were drawing and creating the visual part of the story. So that was like a lot of people involved already. And then at the end, uh, when the term ended, Jason, Stephanie, uh, myself, and another student, we teamed together using the stop motion app in, the, in our drawings and sending that into Jason, who was putting it all together in a with a Final Cut Pro. And then, yeah, that, that made like the complete story. And I think there's another class I left out, which was like the music making for the sound of the show. Yeah, it was multiple classes combined to create Fame's first short film called In the Woods. And it was our voice actors, the animators, uh, the poetic storytelling class, 
and uh, we did have like a music class who made all the music. If you want to see this movie, it is on our website. It's awesome, and Crystal's work in it is stellar. Timmy Meyer was the other animator, yes. and um, Jason Rouse, the the person who he knit it all together. It was so cool to get all these elements from all these different classes, mm -hmm. and then watch it come together and be a part of it coming together. And such such varied different kinds of art was really cool. Does that happen frequently? That kind of intersection of these different art forms. More recently, we ha we have really adopted a more uh, a collaborative model where we're really trying to you know put people in the mode the mode of working in teams mm -hmm. as teams to create these bigger projects which i'm sure has not been easy given the times that we live in right now no it has been a challenge but i will but i'll say though i mean working through zoom and really managing getting these projects completed you know really as an experience really mirrors you know real world experiences that production teams experience all over the place yeah and so we are actually able to provide this enriching experience for our students as they build in themselves more skills to you know perhaps reimagine their dreams and what they could be it's incredible work i think it's just fantastic strange and the familiars there miss stephanie has a gig coming up at jack london review on halloween and i know that you've had a couple shows already but is it nice to finally get back up on a stage oh my goodness gracious <laughs> it's so good and something happened during this terrifying time and everything has been so distilled and audiences are so the energy is unreal for people to be out and hearing live music and receiving it from stage and as an audience member it's been i think the only word for it is like holy moments with sharing these again after being alone for so long yeah say i appreciate it more than i ever have before well you know that kind of marries well with what rob was saying about getting people collaborating and working in teams you as an artist don't you get your energy from the audience it's so much better when we're all together right it's so it's so much better it's so much better yes i yeah. completely agree um it's it's a conversation it's an interaction yes. everybody in that audience is a part of it it is not as simple as being on stage and presenting to people. Right. It's, every show is so different and it's all about the people that are there and their experience in that moment and what they're giving back. Yes. Well, I will have links on our website to Fame, the video for Pi, outstanding, and a link for tickets to the show on October 31st for Strange and the Familiars at Jack London Review, the whole nine yards. I'd like to thank all of you for joining me today. Thank you very, very much. It's incredibly soul fulfilling to see how much art can empower. And I, I do look forward to more platforms being made available for all artists. Thank you so much, Veronica. It was wonderful being here. Thank you for having us. Yes, thanks a lot. Appreciate you. Yeah, thank you.
And thank you, PRP listeners, for tuning in. This has been a Portland Radio Project drop-in session. I'm Veronica Bezesti, and I'm going to leave you with a PRP exclusive first listen of Strange World by Strange and the Familiars. See you soon.
recommend that you hold them loosely. My, what great dreams you have, oh, what high hopes you harbor, oh, what great dreams you have, it's enough to make one stagger. The strange and unusual, nocturnal and delusional 